doing? This is Brother Alex Sanchez from Alexander Sanchez End Time Ministries. I feel privileged and blessed to come on in and speak a word of encouragement, speak a word of faith into your life, speak a thing that God wants you to hear tonight, this morning, this afternoon, wherever you find yourself, I will tell you there is a God and he loves you and he has a plan for you and his name is Jesus. Father, have your way, bless the listeners and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. We're going to start for a quick reading from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. And it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. You know, guys... Let me finish in verse 15. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would now, no doubt, have continued with us. He's talking about those who were following in the faith, those who were disciples. But they went out that they might be made manifest. They, they were not all of us, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. I have not written to you because you know not the truth, because but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth the Jesus that the, that Jesus is the Christ. That Jesus is the Christ. Excuse me. He is Antichrist. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. Denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son, the same have not the Father. He that acknowledge the Son hath the Father also. Let us therefore abide. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. That means trying to separate you from God. That God has sent his beloved son. But the anointing which we have received of him abiding in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teach you to you all things of all things. And is truth and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Even you know that he is righteous. You know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. What does that mean, guys? It means you got to hate sin. 
You have to hate sin like God hates sin. God loves the sinner, but he hates sin. And no way in shape, form, or size did ever Jesus condone to sin. As a matter of fact, he condemned sin in the flesh. He condemned in the flesh so that we wouldn't serve it. He died to sin in the flesh so that we wouldn't serve it according to the word of God. And I can go to that quickly in Romans 8. God doesn't want us living in sin. Not only that, the Bible is very clear in Romans. It says, be ye dead to sin. Calling your members from, from unholy practice you did before. Now count them as members of holiness. Use, use your body to serve God. Use, use your mind to serve God. God has not called you to please men, but to be please God. And any person who pleases God, the word of God says, even your enemies will be at peace with you. Word of God says here, for the law of, for the law of the spirit of life, Romans 8, 2, in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. That means don't serve sin. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally mind, minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they, they are in the flesh cannot please God, Romans 8.8. 8. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. It shall be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you don't have, if you have at one point not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, as King of King, soon coming King, sent from God, like I read from this word, you don't belong to God. The truth is not in you. Like the word of God says, there's no lie of the truth. He that does not have the Son, have not the Father, neither have life or eternal life. You're still in sin, and you're a debtor to sin, and your one-way ticket is to hell. There's no getting out of it. There's no pleading. There's no ticket you can buy yourself out of it. There's no phone call you make. If your deathbed or that angel of death touches you, and you find yourself in the deathbed, hell will be where you find yourself. Unless you repent of your sins. Continue reading. A verse 8, 10. Romans 8, 10. But you're not in the flesh. Verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Means don't serve sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall so quicken your mortal bodies. By spirit that dwell. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live out. That means not to live in sin. 
We're not called to serve sin. We're not called to live in the flesh, to act fleshy, to act like the world. I just write to you, love not the world, nor the things that are world. We gotta, we gotta have an attitude that we're gonna hate sin, guys. Oh, we're not gonna make it. This whole thing that you think because you've accepted Jesus, that's a great thing. A wonderful thing you have done that you've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. That means God is giving you the opportunity to come to heaven and so that you may repent, but make no mistake about it. You got to be a follower of Jesus. You got to get on that wagon. You got to ride it out. Run the race, like Paul says. And it's a great thing when you have God in your life. There's things you probably don't even deserve and you know it because God has blessed you because you made that commitment. You said that confession. You acknowledged you were a sinner. Your name got written in the book of life. But we need to not get dull. We need not to get cold, especially in these times when sin is increasing, when the love of many is going cold like the word says. We need to get back to this word. We need to come to him who is able to do exceedingly and above all that we can ask in Christ Jesus. We need to come back. We need to come back to the table of God. Jesus said, I do not share my table with devils. You're going to serve me or you're going to serve the devil. But I ain't getting involved in that. My table, no devil can sit in my table. So we got to be careful with the flesh because we don't please God. We don't please God. We don't please God. I will continue reading. Hmm. Therefore, brethren, verse 13, for if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. Now he's talking to Christians here now. He's talking to people who've made that commitment to turn away from sin, to repent of sin. Because if you read Romans, he's talking to you about salvation. He's introducing you God's law, his righteousness. He's introducing you things about the faith. He's talking to you about, you know, a time when you didn't know God. A time when you when you were after the things of the flesh. But you didn't know any better because you were bondage to sin. You were sold to sin, like the word of God says. You became a sinner because you were born in sin, like, like he says. Adam sinned, so he made us all sinners. The Jew tried to find righteousness by the law and he did not attain it because it's by faith in Christ Jesus that you become righteous. That has a lot to say about people who, who think they know a thing or two. God has a lot to say about this. Many things to say. The circumcision, the circumcision. He's talking about an inward come, inward repentance, a change, an inward conversion. 
He goes to say clearly that the Jew, God has not forsaken the Jew. But if you don't have Christ, you are a lost man or woman. You don't have God in your life. You have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof, like the word of God says. Moreover, Paul goes into the to, to the rights that Abraham had. He attained it by faith. The righteousness that came by faith. That's why he's called the father. Father Abraham. Paul goes into to tells all the when we start coming to chapter five, the justification by faith. Amen. Paul called to be a man of apostle. He says it here in chapter 1. And he says, And Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, called by God and that man, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Spirit, saying, I'm going to raise up men, holy men. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God, with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among, non, among all nations, for his name, among whom are you also the call of Jesus Christ? Talking to the Jew, told that being wrong, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul goes on to say in the other scriptures, there's no difference when you're in Christ, whether you were a Gentile or a Jew, male or female. Paul also to say that, that, that because of his conversion, he lives his faith out now. He says that the righteousness that, that, that supposedly the law gave, he said, no, no, it is but dung. It is not anything. The zeal I have to, to, to attain this righteousness, to be, to be this great man of God, I ended up, I ended up persecuting the church. But he said, I did it in, in so many of you listening right now, many of you persecuting the cross of Jesus Christ. Maybe who, some of you right now um, think that you have attained the righteousness of God by keeping the law. I'm here to tell you, you are in error. Only by faith and acceptance of what Jesus did at the cross, the nails he took, the slashings he, he received. Paul says the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Glory be to God. Because there is no lie of the truth. If you hold the truth of God in unrighteousness, you can find yourself in a very, very bad place, both in the natural realm and when you leave your body in a great, great distress called hell. Because you rejected the truth of God. You rejected the grace of God. Because we are saved by grace. But don't make no mistake about it. Because you are under the grace of God. Now you are going to act like a fool. 
despising authority, despising the good, doing wickedness. Don't you know the Bible's clear that every man is going to have to give an account to God for the life they live. The books will be open. The judgment will set. Every good and evil thing you've done or said will be brought before the judgment. And if, you, and if your righteousness is not according to the standard of God, you're going to be rejected by God. Because there's only one true righteousness, true standard, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he opens his arms to us and he says, come to me, come to me. I bid you all the who are heavy laden and heavily burned. I mean, you, you stressed out. You're trying to win this salvation. It's only through Christ and obeying the spirit. Because the Bible says, those who sow to the spirit shall reap into eternal life. We got to be about the spirit. We got to live by the spirit. Those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God according to the word of God. So Paul goes on to say he tried to keep the law and he couldn't. He failed. It's not the jewel which is outward, the appearance of our. No, it's the heart. But he is a Jew which one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. Whose praise is not of men but of God. What adventures have the Jew or what profit is there of circumcision? Much have weight, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what, for if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Let that God be true, but every man a liar. Is it is, as it is written, that thou mightst be justified in that saying, and mightst overcome them. When thou art judged, but our, but if our unrighteousness commended the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man, God forbid. For when, for then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God have more abounded through my life unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderers reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. Paul goes on to say, you know, all fallen, there's none righteous, no, not one. The Jew tried to attain it by the law. No, but God concluded all under sin, Jew and Gentile, that the righteousness of, may be attained by faith. Amen. For, Paul goes on to say in Romans uh, 3.20, therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in sight. By the law is the knowledge of sin, meaning, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all, upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God has set forth to do a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is Boston that it is excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God, we shall justify the circumcision by faith. 
by faith in Jesus Christ and uncircumcision through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yet we establish the law. And so we continue and we read all these promises of God, how God will deal and, and how God is just in justifying the sinner because of what Jesus did at the cross. He took the penalty of sin. He took the, the crimes you did. He took everything, every wrongdoing. He took it all. He wanted to. It says that he saw the future, that the joy he saw of those who will repent and come to repentance. I'll tell you, if you ain't got Jesus, you ain't got nothing. You're nobody. Your riches ain't going to save you. You're going to only put them in the bank and somebody else going to take it from you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that that's going to be a witness against you if you made your life about that. For the love of money is the root of all evil. So if you're a Christian, you listen to this, that does not give you a license to sin either. Like have some have reportedly done so. You got to keep reading the word of God. When Paul says, for we are not under the law. Well, what does that mean? That we shall too, for what shall we then say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How, she, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer? What is the same? You dead to sin. It's not just a, a metaphorical phrase or a hyperly, a hyperly. It's not something you just kind of see in your mind, like some claim grace is a picture. Grace ain't a picture, it's the word of God. It's a transformation. Your life has been transformed for you now to live a godly life. You've now received the power of God to live a holy and righteous life. You've been called to live one, separated. But I'm here to tell you that the devil wants you in sin. Paul keeps saying, God, how now you not know, you know you not that so many of us as were baptized unto Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death. People need read one verse here, two verses here. Oh, thee that is dead is free from sin. What does that mean? Oh, Jesus took away all my sin. No, you fool. Does not mean that. It means you're not to serve sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. That had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sins once. But in that he lived, he lived unto likewise. Reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. People kind of confuse this. And talking about that Jesus did it all. Yes, he paid. But he gave us the example of what we are to do. He gave us the pattern. Ultimately, he was the one and only true free offering to God that would be acceptable. But now he says, follow me. Not a license to sin. Verse 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you shall obey in it the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness Unto sin. What part of that you don't understand, Christian, when God says stop sinning?
You're only bringing judgment and, and more judgment on yourself. You're separating yourself from the will of God. Matter of fact, the Bible is very clear. Only those who do the will of God shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Like the Bible talks about in, in Matthew 7. Many will come and say, Lord, Lord, and you shall never knew thee. We did great things in your name. We cast out devil. And Jesus said, I'm depart from me, you worker of inequity. Many Christians are going to hear those words. Because we got lukewarm Christians and lukewarm pastors deceiving many, taking the folder shape. But I'm here to tell you that's going to come to a stop. God's not going to allow that to continue. These ministers of unrighteousness transformed as ministers of light. But the Bible says the saint himself will transform himself into an angel of light. Repent if that's you. Turn away from unrighteousness. Serve God. Follow the pattern that Paul says, follow me, follow, fight the good of faith. Follow, pursue after godliness and righteousness and patience and faith and meekness. He laid it out. God gave it to him. To turn away from unrighteousness. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, Patience, meekness. Fight the good fight. If you want to talk about what faith is, it's following it. Pursuing afterwards. What is righteousness? Doing good by God. The Bible said that God orders the steps of a righteous man. A good man. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. You want to know how you're going to go into heaven? Read the word of God. Paul goes on to say that thou keep this commandment without spot means do it, live it. Paul says in many things, men will pervert the judgment of God. Men will try to teach otherwise. He says if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. He is proud knowing nothing. Verse 5 says, perverse the experience of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from search with all thyself. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing to this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing now. And having food and raiment, let us be thereof content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation. It's just speaking to somebody. Is this speak, is this speaking to the Luke Laodicean, lukewarm churches we have this time? Is this speaking to these prosperity speakers, these prosperity lying thieves, charlatans in a church calling themselves the men of God? But they're all charlatans, I tell you the truth. The word of God does not lie. And they, they will be rich for unto temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful of many, the word of God says, many which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covered after, they have erred from the faith. That means you've departed from the faith. You're in error and peered themselves with many sorrows. There's a battle going on, and the devil wants you. They want you caught up with the lies, serving these men destitute of the truth. Perverse men, the Bible calls, men of corrupt minds, 
all over the pulpits. God wants you to change your course if you're listening to this. And not only that, Paul goes to say, verse 15, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only poor and the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only have immortality. That means he holds always the truth and righteousness, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, to him be honor. He's saying to you, he holds all truth and righteousness always. And he has a standard, and you're going to get judged by it. Standard according to godliness. The pattern that was laid here by Paul, the apostle of God. We're going to get judged by this one day, guys. You better get it right. You better get these words right. They better sink in you. You better, not only that, the Bible says, in my word abiding you, I will abide with you. And indeed, you shall be my disciples. Amen. Many have erred from the faith, according to Paul. Paul's talking about men already in those times have already erred from the faith. Can you imagine now, 2,000 years later, where the church is, by the grace of God, we still have a church. By the grace of God, the word of God is still going forth. You can still go to the pulpit and hear the word of God. Oh, by the hand of God. Not by faithful men, by a faithful God. Verse 17, charge them they are rich in the this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. That's 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. Who giveth us all richly all things to enjoy. That means you're to do right by your brother. Brother Alice, what does that mean? Are you your brother's keeper? Yes, you are. You call to do right by others and bless others and be a blessing to others. To help your neighbor, to help those in need, to help the poor. And there are many who do great works here, you know, in this great city of God. New York City. But God is calling us to do better, folks. God is calling us to live better lives. Change lives, transform lives. Men of faith, men of integrity, like the word of God says. And they that do good, that they be rich in good works. Look what the word of God says. Ready to distribute, willing to communicate, mean willing to help others. Willing to have your ears open to, to the help. More the Bible says in Proverbs, he that Closes his ear to the cry of the poor. So shall I close my ear when you come before me and pray to me, saith the Lord. He that despises the poor troubleth his own soul, says the Lord. Lay up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Those of you who are rich in this world, God calls you to do good. Bless many. As a matter of fact, Jesus gave a story of a rich young man who will not follow him and give all to the poor. You rather have riches here? One day they're going to be a witness against you or you want to have riches in heaven where great welcoming will be attended to you because of your good works. But only because you've accepted Christ as Lord and saved and you exchanged the righteousness, excuse me, that comes by faith. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust 
avoiding profane and vain babblings means nonsense and oppositions of science falsely so-called. Oh, people turning the faith of God into something that God has not said it is, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. The great apostle Paul, God commissioned with this word, with the standard of godliness, with the standard of holiness. As a matter of fact, and I'm going to leave you with this word, Titus 2.12. The grace that has appeared unto all men, teaching us to deny all ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly and righteously in this present time. I'm going to go look at for it, read it to you right now. I had a great word earlier today. I wanted to share it here, but the connection was not good in the other podcast. It says, teaching us, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, folks, and worldly. So we're not supposed to live like the world. We're not supposed to live in sin. We're not supposed to be like the world. What's the world doing? They want to wear the best clothes. They want to wear the best suits. They want to wear the best rings and the best watches. You're going to find yourself in hell because of those lusts. Because the Bible said the world passes away and the lusts. Thereof, I just read that to you in First John. And worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present. We're looking for that blessed hope and the glorious opinion of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify, purify unto Himself peculiar people, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. God wants his people zealous of good works. Zealous, folks. Zealous. Be about God's business. That's what Paul told Timothy. Be about God's business. Amen. Well, I'm think I feel like um I shared. Um I have a lot of more podcasts I did live on Facebook as Alexander Sanchez End Time Ministries. I'm going to be coming on here more to spread the word. I have a testimony of hell. You can find me in YouTube as under Alexander Sanchez End Time Ministries. I encourage you to look that. I have a Facebook page called Alexander Sanchez, a ministry page called Alexander Sanchez End Time Ministries. And you can also find me on Facebook as Alexander Sanchez. You should be able to find me on both from both pages because I've um, shared videos I'm going to just leave you with this word, if I can find it. <laughs> and I'm going to be um, saying good night. I hope this has been encouraging and a blessing to you. I know it has been for me. This was something inspired by God last minute that was put in my spirit. And that's how I'm sharing it to you, um, God willing. I'm just going to the last scripture. And it's just basically what I read before, First John chapter 2. Verse 17, and the world passeth away, guys. The world is going to pass away. All the things we see in the world, the entertainments, the fame, the money, the prestige, the everything you think that what world, the life is about attaining is going to be worthless one day, especially when you die, because it's not going to count for nothing unless you live the righteous and a pleasing life in the sight of God. 
and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, like I just said. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I just wanted to leave with you that. That's in First John chapter 2, verse 17. I encourage you to know word, the word of God. Open your heart to the living God. Bless his name. Jesus is the answer to whatever you're going through. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is closer than a friend, like the word of God says. He is a friend to those who in need, those who cry out to him, those who need his help. He will hear you. doesn't matter where you are, who you are, and even if you don't know who he is, I invite you to call upon his name and say, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. Help me. Open your heart to him. Open to who he is. The message of hope he brings to a dying world. A world of sin that we one day is going to be ultimately judged by God severely. And God does not want no man going to hell. He does not want no sinner going to hell. That's why he died for our sins. So no one has to pay the price for our sins. But make no mistake about it. God gave us a word so we know that there is sin. There is a judgment. God is not pleased with sin. Jesus went to the cross and paid a severe price for sin. So we understand that sin is a very serious thing in the sight of God. And Christians, I encourage you not to play with sin. Do the best you can to get rid of it. Yes, it's hard. Fast. Be in prayer. The Bible talks about that we are too fast. Paul says, I fasted often. As I fasted a lot. We are not, we are not um, deceived by the mechanisms of the enemy. They knew the devil's tactics. We also need to know that this is a devil that's after our salvation, after our souls. He wants us lukewarm. Jesus says, if you're neither hot or cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. And if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'd rather you be cold or hot. But lukewarm, I'm going to spit you. Must, that means Jesus has nothing to do with you. Jesus is not, and that's what's going to happen to many Christians if, if we don't get this right. If we're not about God's business, if we're not about a righteousness, if we're not about godliness, if we're not about the truth, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, guys. We need to understand that. It's going to happen one day. And God doesn't want that to happen for none of us. God does not want that to happen to none of us. He does not want us to experience that one day. I know that for a fact. I'm going to tell you, you know, when you get a chance, check out my videos. I'm going to try to come on more, give my testimony of hell, maybe here in this live podcast. Now that I found this, I'm going to see if I come on and give you my testimony of hell. What well, God showed me hell. Gosh, gave me, show me hell, show me a vision. It was like I went in the spirit and it's a real place. And also heaven, guys. It's a very real place. It's real. Life is not about getting you the biggest degrees and being the baddest, baddest willy. It's not what life is about. It's about faith and love. It's about truth. It's about righteousness and godliness. It's not about um, lusts. It's not about being number one. Why be number one and lose your soul? Why be the greatest and the most intelligent and find yourself in hell burning for eternity? Because that's going to be your lot. Since the world was created, since time began, there has been billions of people on this planet. And if they didn't get this Bible right and they didn't find the grace of God, guess where they are? They're in hell, guys. Still burning. 
So we got to get it right. You better get it right. I encourage you by the grace of God. I commissioned you. I command you to open the word of God. In Jesus name. Take time for God. You have time. God gave us time for a reason. So we may know the purposes and plans of God. For each of our own lives. May God richly bless you. And may God reward you for your efforts in the things of God and the kingdom of her. I want to tell you, we are in the last days. Things are getting bad for a reason. The earth is mo moving in the ways and the things are going in the direction they're supposed to. It's not happening by accident. And only things are going to get worse. Especially if you don't have Jesus in your life. As Lord, as King, as, as, as your Lord and Savior, as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God forbid death surprises you. Where will you find yourself tonight if death surprised you? Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself as well, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing is hell worthy. Is whatever you're going, whatever you're doing worth you going to hell? Ask yourself that question. Jesus loves you. Jesus paid the price for your sins. Turn to Jesus. Open your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I, I repent of my sins. And accept you as my Lord and Savior. God bless you.